0: Support for The Real Pink Podcast comes from Merck. From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Today, we're excited to introduce Share for Cures, Komen's groundbreaking research initiative that puts patients at the center of scientific breakthroughs. We'll explore how Share for Cures is making waves by harnessing the power of data, empowering patients to share their health information, to expedite the search for cures and better treatments for diseases like breast cancer that touch all of us. Here today to tell us more about this extraordinary platform, why they are participants, and the importance of diversity in research are Share for Cures chief scientist, Dr. Melissa Bondi and two-time breast cancer survivor and Komen scholar, Dr. Barbara Sagara. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm very excited to learn about this. I don't know anything about it. So we're all learning together here as a community. Um, let's talk about it. So we're excited to talk about Share for Cures with our Real Paint listeners for the first time today. Dr. Bondi, to start, can you give us an overview of what Share for Cures is and what it aims to accomplish?
1: Sure. I'm really happy to do that. And um, Share for Cures, we started to initiate this study about four years ago. It's been in the making where we've really included the communities and uh, gotten feedback about how do we build a registry that, as you said, is going to help find cures and include people who are breast cancer survivors in our study from diverse backgrounds so that we can share data, get as much comprehensive types of data as we can that would benefit both the research community, as well as the patients. And, you know, it's really a partnership of how we develop this research um, registry to get lots of people to get involved and participate in this partnership with us.
0: And, and Dr. Bondi, just to follow up on that, like who can sign up for Share for Cures and what does it look like to participate?
1: Well, the um, website is is up and running and it would be any anybody who is a breast cancer survivor, whether you're a male or a female, anybody who's had breast cancer is eligible to participate in this study. We have a series of questions and that that ask about their demographics, that ask a little bit about their, um, some of their background, and there's a few other more detailed types of questions on quality of life and um, a few other types of things. And then we ask people if they would share their medical records with us so we can combine them. They could then get access to a combined medical record of their own, which is an advantage to our participants. And we're asking um, some of them as well to participate in providing a um, saliva sample so that we can start to do some of the genomics um, where we can learn more about um, their disease.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so Dr. Sagara, as a two-time breast cancer survivor, why, why are you participating? And why do you think other survivors should participate?
2: So, I started participating as part of the Outreach Committee, and I think it's important for the people to understand, as Dr. Bundy mentioned, that patients have been involved since the beginning of this concept. So, we are, as patients, looking out for ourselves, right? So, what is important for patients? I also would like to participate because we... Many years have seen that cancer is breast cancer is very complicated. It's not one disease. It's a group of disease. It's very different. It depends on, you know, the stages, the type, where you're from and all those things. And unless we, we keep gathering information in order to come to better conclusions, it's not going to happen. So share for cures give that opportunity that my data is going to be compared to thousands and thousands of data. And maybe when you look at my data alone doesn't say anything, but when you compare it, type of people who had the same cancer I did or the same stage, then we're gonna start seeing things that will trigger new questions and hopefully new answers and new discoveries.
0: Mm. Did did you have something you want to say, Dr. Bondi?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say one of the important things about this registry is that we engage Many people from all over the country. Actually, what we didn't say is that uh, people have to be from the United States, um, mm. resident United States, Puerto Rico, um, right. territories. But so we can get access to their records, and and it would be easier for us to engage with um, with participants from the United States. But one of the other key features of this is that most research studies have had difficulty engaging diverse populations. And the goal of our study and the registry is to engage these um, these participants.
0: Right. So so, and, and I, I appreciate you sharing that, Dr. Bondi. Um, and so uh, Dr. Sigar, I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about why it's so important to have diversity in these studies.
2: Yeah, and as Dr. Bondi mentioned, it is known that uh, minority groups like Hispanic, Latinos, and Black, uh community have not been as active in clinical trials as white people, right? And then when these people participate in clinical trials, they come to conclusions and it's translated it to the general community when we have not participated. So if we really want to get meaningful conclusions, we have to have a registry that really represents uh, the US population. For example, um uh we know that uh Black women die at a higher rate than white women from breast cancer. It's 41% higher death rate than the common. So it's a problem, and maybe it's related to genetics, but we don't know because when we look at the studies, only 10% of minority population, including Latinos and Black, have participated in genetic and genomic studies. So as Dr. Bundy mentioned, we are going to have that opportunity to to really address these group, have them invite them to participate and have people that look like me participate and then gather that information. And I'm sure we're gonna have new discoveries that will help um, attack the disease.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. And so, so Dr. Segarra, one more question for you sort of related to this. I, I understand that we're gonna be offering materials that are translated for participants that wanna get involved. Can you talk a little bit about why that's important?
2: Oh, that is huge. That is super important, right? Having translated material um, there. If, if I go to Spanish, for example, there's 62 million Hispanic living in the United States. It's almost 20% of the population. And 99% of, uh, 71% of those Latinos or Hispanic speak other language than English at home. So they feel comfortable speaking, especially Spanish, right? So we have seen, and the literature says that a lot of, uh, one of the barriers for Latinos to participate in clinical trials is the language. It's not that, you know, cancer is complicated as it is. So not understanding what people are saying, and you can have a translator, but it's not the same. I imagine when you travel to another country and you're using your translator device, you're always questioning, did he really understand what I'm saying, right? So it's the same with patient. And I think we have to go where the patient art. And this, you know, Latinos are not gonna go away. They're only increasing, they're the fastest uh, minority group. So I have been involved in this in the beginning and, and I've been in Coleman for many, many years and I'm the Spanish speaking voice there and I'm happy they do listen and they're doing everything they can to really address that issue.
0: I love what you said, like, we have to go where the patients are. And I feel like this project sort of gets to the, more to the heart of that, right? And, and I, I really love that idea. Um, Dr. Bondi, uh, how will researchers access and use participant data to help find the cures and and better treatments that we're looking for?
1: So, as you know, we're just starting to collect um, participants into this registry, and we will have review processes of different research questions that that researchers would have to be able to access. We have committees that are just... are trying to determine which projects would be interesting to researchers so that we can collect the appropriate data to make this exciting for researchers to have access to. We want to have data that they wouldn't normally be able to collect on their own, that it would be something that would be added value to any research um, agenda that somebody might have. But remember, it's called share for Hears for a reason, and we want to make sure that the investigators are uh, aligned with the, with the, with the aims of our, of our proposal, proposed research, um, and what we're collecting. Mm. Yeah. So we might some people might have to get grants and things like that if they want to expand the um, the data that we are collecting so that it could be more enriched. But then once they are engaged in the research, they also have to share their data back so that it's almost like a mushroom, so that we would have more data for others. So it's hopefully that's the way it's going to work.
0: Mm. And so that's a good plan. And I want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. So. Essentially, in patients sharing their data together and you being able to have this massive combined uh, data set and ideally one that's profoundly diverse and more representative of the population of the U.S., by doing that, you'll be able to see more correlations and better understand how treatments are going to work among the entire population rather than in just small subsets of populations that tend to be represented oftentimes in some of the clinical trials. Is that is that exactly you've got it
1: right on? Dr. Segura, do you have any response to that? I think he's got it.
2: First of, all, and for patients to understand, we have been we're, we're gonna protect their data all the time. When we sh- when we say we're gonna share the data, they're not gonna do. Oh, this is Barbara Segarra diagnosed at 42 with all these things, right? It will be. Uh, will be a number, and we'll be Komen um, as a responsible entity for many many years now. We'll have that gatekeeper. To know a gatekeeper, to know what, you know, who's going to access, how it's going to access. It's Not that, you know, Adam comes in and say, Oh, I can I see your data. No, it's not going to be that way. So it's, it's reassuring for patients that it's important. And we share, you know, as civilians, we share our data all the time and we don't know it, but this is for a good cause with the good guards and to get the information, even in genetics, we, we saw that before. And when we look like, for example, they, I did my genetics and, and once and there were a lot, what they call, a variant of undefined clinical significance. They don't know because the data they're comparing it is all white, right? So maybe as a Latina, there's a a genetic or genomic marker that is very significant for us, but we don't have all that data together to come to that conclusion, right? They compare me to this data that only white people participated. So we don't know, I'm gonna be of all these genes or things like that, that we don't know. And chair for cures will be the opportunity to really have a group of people like me from the, my ancestry to really compare and see what is important. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. You know, for my security-minded friends, just to reiterate that this is anonymous. So you're 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 not uh, you know you're not sharing that. You're sharing the data. But your name is not necessarily attached to it. Uh, it's not going to be. With yeah.
1: you. Yes. That was the important part of developing the study. We did lots of focus groups to talk about security, to talk about how what people are willing to share that they want to know what's going on. So we're planning to have a dashboard so that, as Dr. Sagar said, we would have the aggregate data and someone could. Have their own personal data on their own um, dashboard that could say, "Here's how I compare in you know in the big picture to what the other participants look like." You know, so we're going to make sure that that not you know if somebody's going to participate in a study, they want to participate and have something back, not just it's because it's all they're being altruistic, which is important and that's what they are being, to participate, but we want to make sure that our participants are getting something back um, through their engagement in this process and that they know what studies they would be participating in. So we will be in communication with them, we'll tell them what's going on, what the, the new studies, asking them if they even want to participate. So all along, we will continue to have have communication and it's not a one-way street. And if I may,
2: I, for a patient, for example, when Dr. Bundy say, I, we're gonna share our information and it's gonna be organized, for a patient's side of view it's very important, right? Because we, I have a file this big after 20 years and I'm gonna be a 20-year survivor in December. And in Puerto Rico, they give us copy of our results since the beginning. So I have results from 2003 up to now, 2023, right? But uh, chair for Cures will have it in a way that I'm gonna see where I have my scans, where it's my labs, where are my genetics. And it's organized in a way that they can also get engaged because for example, with Latinos, I see um, lack of knowledge or understanding of their own disease. So this will be an opportunity for them to really look at their data and if somebody asks yeah i have a stage 2 be invasive doctor carcinoma and all these things i've been doing this for 20 years right but most of the people don't know and this will be an opportunity for them to really access that
0: oh that's great i love that well uh so so last question this is this uh, first of all I, I love the project and what you're working on it's so important i see tremendous tremendous value in it so thank you for that work uh last question how can listeners learn more about share for cures and how can they get involved?
2: Well, we have a website right, through, through common websites. Common website can be complicated, but if you write common.org slash share for cures it'll get you directly to the page where there's all the information and explain, you can navigate, you can start looking at, um, and as Dr. Bundy say, they first ask you some questions. So. Just getting in, it doesn't mean that you're going to commit to participate. So I invite everybody to just look at it, learn a little bit more. There's a a, a line 800 number that you can call and ask more questions. People can reach out to you. There are going to be examples. We have videos on YouTube explaining what it is. And if you still don't understand, we're all going to be available for that.
1: I think she got it nailed and we're going to have lots of other information as we move forward with the study and through Instagram and all of the social media platforms that people will be able to learn more at the runs at you know any time we can have contact with um with potential participants we will be there also, and the, to the scientific community, we submitted a uh, abstract to the um, San Antonio Breast uh, Conference, which is the largest um, breast cancer conference um, in the world. And hopefully, we will be presenting those data. You know, at least the beginnings of the of how we started the study and some initial um, results that we have from our focus groups and things like that, and publications
0: for the um, researchers to see. Oh, that's fantastic! Love that. Well, uh, Dr. Bondi, uh, Dr. Sagara, thank you so much for the work you're doing. And thank you for joining us on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. Thanks for having us.
0: Thanks to Merck for supporting The Real Pink Podcast.